Welcome everyone to this episode of the Tinker Bowler Show. In this show, I have with me Darren Finch. Darren is a 16-year-old developer and his story is very, very interesting. He's been homeschooled all his life and in this episode, we talk to him about how he's built his coding chops, the methods that he uses, how he's become so good at what he does and his plans for the future. This episode is very, very interesting, and I know it will add a lot of value to a lot of teenagers and their parents um, wherever they are in the world. So enjoy it. All right, Darren, um, thank you so much for joining me on this call. I have been following your tweets uh, for a while now, probably about 10 days to a couple of weeks. And I've just been amazed with um, the maturity with which you, you, know, you go about your business and the way that you engage with people on Twitter. Um, just to give you a brief background, um, so what Tinkabola is trying is to get children interested in learning new skills. It's, it's really as simple as that. And coding is definitely one of the skills that we focus on. So I'm um, really happy that we have someone like you uh, to be able to talk to us and tell us about your journey. So um, Darren, to start off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, in terms of where you are in your coding journey and how you started? I sure can. Um, first of all, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk today. Um, this is kind of an honor. It's my first time doing a podcast, uh, and I'm just looking forward to answering your questions and hopefully helping some children out, uh, with learning to code, uh, learning new skills. As you said, that's a really good mission. So, um, yeah, so I'm from Arkansas in the USA. And I've been homeschooled my entire life. Um, I, for the past, I suppose, two years, I've been doing uh, online high school, basically is what it is. Okay. And that uh, the curriculum that I use is Penn Foster. It was a pretty good curriculum. I learned a lot with it and I'll be getting an accredited diploma, just like a normal kid from regular school would. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really an amazing opportunity there. And <clears throat> so as far as my coding journey goes, if you want to get into that at the moment, um, so I started coding when I was actually 11 years old and it started because I wanted to make video games, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm sure uh, quite a few kids have had that idea before. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I saw a lot of games that I wanted to customize and uh, saw things that I wanted to add to them. And I'm like, you know, how do I do this? Uh, so the language that I first started coding in was actually C++. 
one of the harder languages to learn. Yep, definitely. <clears throat> and so I started with that. I remember cracking open my first programming book and I was just like, what is all of this stuff at that, yep. you know, at that time I didn't know anything about uh, variables or anything like that. I hadn't had any sort of a uh, algebra background, which would have helped me a lot. Yeah. But, you know, I, I guess just, just really was passionate about it because I wanted to make games and stuff, like I said, and I was always passionate about video games. So I continued learning it and about one or two years, two years after getting that book, I found some courses online, which were kid coder and teen coder respectively. Okay. The kid coder course taught me how to use visual basic mm -hmm. to make windows forms apps and also games. That was amazing. I mean, for the first time I was really making visual, you know, games with images and stuff like that. I was yep. stoked about that. And the team coder course taught me how to use C sharp in windows forms applications as well. Sort of the same thing, just a different language. And so after learning all of that, especially the C sharp uh, course, I really had my foot in the door to learn a lot more. Yeah. My passion was always making video games. So I continued with that. And since I had learned C sharp, I discovered unity and unity also uses C sharp unity 3d. Yeah. And if any of your, audience wants to start making video games that's a great place to start learning how to code because I imagine quite a few kids are passionate about learning to uh, I, I mean yeah passionate about video games and playing them and I'm sure they would love to actually be able to create one on their own yeah absolutely I think that's one thing that you know, all children universally love, right? Games, video games, games in any form for that matter. Yes, absolutely. Now I was going to say, so I was reading up about Elon Musk the other day and coincidentally, the first sort of programming language that he learned was also visual basic. And um, apparently he, he learned it in one night. <laughs> That's really amazing, but I wouldn't put it past Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so if, if your audience wants to get started with something like that, I would recommend Unity 3D, but if most of the children you teach are younger, I'm assuming they are, that may be a little much for now. So yeah. you might want to try getting on a, a website like code.org mm -hmm. and play with some scratch games there or something like that, where they can build uh, games visually, you know, they can yeah. get their parents to, to help them with that, I'm sure. And that'll be an awesome, awesome opportunity. 
Yeah, so the kids that we've been teaching, they're currently working on Scratch. Uh, so they've been doing it for about a year. So they're about, they're usually in the age group of seven to 10. Um, so see, yeah, yes. slightly younger than, um, you know, than, uh, so the, the plan is to sort of get them fluent in Scratch, just understand the concepts and, and you know, then from there, they'll be able to build on that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's amazing. So, um, Darren, tell me in terms of, you know, your, your sort of um, day and in terms of how you break it down, um, approximately how much of your day do you spend on your academic work and how much of it on coding? Um, you know, just, just talk us through sort of how you split your day. Okay. Um that's something that I still try to work on quite a bit. I wouldn't say I'm the best at, you know, breaking down my day and scheduling and stuff like that. But what has worked for me is getting up early and getting the stuff that I need to get done, getting that done early. Uh, that way I don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, that's why I usually work out in the morning because it's, you know, sort of the hardest thing of the day. And I don't want that to sort of weigh on my day. You know, I don't want to have that in the back of my mind. I've got to work out all day because then you won't be able to focus mm -hmm. on other things. So that's my number one tip. And number two is just have a schedule, you know, pretty, pretty standard. Um, I would say, I've made really strict schedules and really not strict schedules. And yeah. you kind of want to balance that. Um, because if it's too strict, then you can't really stick to it. If it's not strict enough, then you'll not really be doing much with your time. That's and true. yeah. Um, then you can keep a to-do list as well. You can sort of have windows in your day where your schedule allows you to sort of do things like, you know, your, if you're homeschooled, um, the way I schedule my day was I would do my schoolwork somewhere between, I suppose, nine and uh, noon, nine o'clock and noon. Yep. And the rest of the day I would be coding or writing on my blog, something like that. Um, it could change from day to day. So you could sort of have a window from noon to, you know, say supper time where I could do what was, whatever was on my to-do list. That kind of worked well for me. That's amazing. That's something we are all <laughs> struggling with at the moment. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> because we're just all at home and, you know, having to make time for things <laughs> as opposed to, just sort of letting them happen. Uh, so yes. that's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a very good point you make about not, not being too strict on yourself, but at the same time, not being too loose, you know, having, having that flexibility. Um, yeah, that's, that's yes. really interesting. Um, I can assure you, I did not think that way when I was 16 years old. <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> awesome. Um, Darren, just, just sort of moving on from there. Um, I really like you to tell us, you know, what, what aspect of coding do you enjoy and what aspect 
sort of do you not enjoy? So I would say the aspect I enjoy the most, what gets me most in the zone is basically the problem solving part of it. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy. And it's not so much the problem that I enjoy. It's just <laughs> finishing the problem, you know, and actually yeah, yeah. getting something done. Um, that That's really uh, that achievement of getting something out there and like, you know, getting an app built or getting a uh, coding problem solved, something like that. Yeah. I just love that f- sense of achievement there. Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite part of it. But I also really enjoy the systematic part of things and how um, code breaks down into subsystems that are reusable and just, yeah, uh, uh, architecture. I'm really into architecture. Um, I think how you piece together things is so important, but I mean, it's just, it's just fun to me. But if there was a part of coding that I didn't enjoy, it would probably be debugging. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's that's most programmers. Yeah. Um, I don't enjoy the process of debugging very much, but once once I get the bug fixed, that's that's still pretty fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I feel you there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, so you mentioned apps and I've also been through your blog uh, and you do mention you've built a number of apps. Um, can you talk us through maybe one or two of your favorite apps and sort of how they're doing, how you got the idea? And um, Sure can. Um, yeah. Yes. So I have an app that's sort of in the works. It's on a back burner right now. Uh, because I've, I've had a lot of other things like my blog and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I hope I can get it finished. Uh, so you want me to talk about the finished apps I have, or would you be okay with that, that app that's sort of not finished? But Entirely up to you. Tell us what you're most excited about. Okay, so I would say, hmm, I've built several apps. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> but uh let's see i ha- hmm. well i guess i'm an android developer currently so i guess yeah. i should get that out of the way um so before i get to the apps i've built i want to finish my story there uh, of how i actually became an android developer and where i see, see myself going um so after doing Unity development for probably, I guess, three or four years, I went, I, I just realized that I wasn't going to be able to make any money with that very easily because game developers kind of have it rough. Um, it's not very easy to make money as a game developer. So I don't want to discourage any kids who want to uh, become a professional game developer. Uh, that's absolutely possible. You can do that, but it, it will take a lot more work than some of the other um, professions. You know, as like a, if you're working on working on banking software, 
you're going to be paid a lot more yeah. than a game developer. That's that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you if you want to get into that, you better be passionate about it. But if if that's really what you want to do, uh, you'll be you know very happy working on video games. I'm sure. Yeah. So, um, so I decided that I would become an Android developer because that's what I had that uh, I, I've always used Android. And so I picked up a Udemy course early uh, at the beginning of this year mm -hmm. and started learning about it. And I've been really into that, that world ever since uh, I've developed probably, let me think, probably about five um, decently sized apps that I can think of. The app I'm currently working on, uh, I want to publish to the App Store eventually. And I guess, I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about that. So the app I'm currently working on is a, it's a meal planner app is basically what it is. Okay. And I'm, store, I'm still sort of figuring out the idea for it because what I would actually like to do is make a, a fitness app specifically for developers so you know developers have a hard time like you know just figuring out when to work out and how to schedule their day and just sort of the the soft skills kind of thing yeah you know how to meal plan things like that there's specific problems that developers have as as far as health and fitness goes that I'd like to solve with this app. <clears throat> so that's sort of what's in the works right now. I've been working on that for a little bit. That's, and that's awesome. That's... Yes. The other app, uh, another app that I could talk about is a to-do list app that I made not long ago. Um, it's you know not really anything out of the ordinary, but I tried to make the code really clean and uh, tried to make the architecture and how everything fit together. I tried to make that really clean and really awesome. And I think I achieved that goal. So I was really happy about that project. And that'll definitely be one of my uh, proudest projects on my portfolio. That's, that's lovely to hear. And uh, yeah, I think one of the biggest issues that developers in particular faces, you know, just the long hours being seated. Right. And, yes. um, you know, that, that is, that can impact, uh, a person's health quite a bit, not, not just sort of long-term, but even, you know, even just your basic sort of physiological, um, issues that can come up from too much sitting and your, your aches and your pains. So, you know, there's more, even before you get to the stage of a workout, um, sitting long hours is, is doing damage to your body. So uh, it's mm -hmm. always good to have maybe an app give you a reminder, you know, hey, you've been sitting 40 minutes, get up and walk around now. Yeah, something like that. That's exactly what I want to do. Um, if I could maybe provide a survey to at the beginning of the app or something like that, that sort of um, gathers information about the problems the the developer is facing, uh, you know, sort of 
you know, if you if they're overweight, if they're underweight, how long they sit on average per day, um, sort of, you know, just figure out what they need and the app can hopefully provide that for them. That's awesome. I, I think, I mean, I'm not a developer, but I'll, I'll be looking forward to, <laughs> to using it whenever it does come out. Yes. Um, no guarantees on when it comes out because I actually just picked up a, a project with a friend of mine on Twitter. Oh, okay. and that's, that's, so I guess I can go ahead and talk about that. I yeah, sure. forgot about that. So this app that I'm working with, with a friend, it would have been more than one person, but we had to, some people had to bail out. So it's basically just me and him. It's a stock trading simulator app. And that's really awesome to me because I'm pretty big into finance and things like that. Okay. So I'll be doing design actually uh, for it. I'll be designing the mobile version of the app. Um, and that should be a really cool experience. I'll be using uh, React and React Native for the web app and the mobile app respectively. And I just think it'll be super cool to to make that and it should be a pretty big project so it will also look really good on my portfolio <laughs> so, uh, yeah i'm excited about it that, that's awesome so you mentioned you you got this via twitter well what was the process i mean did someone tweet saying hey i need this made and is there anyone out there that can help how, how did you go about landing this gig yeah so um you may actually know him on Twitter, uh, Pratham Prasoon. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, he, we became friends because we were both actually 16 and admittedly he's doing much more amazing things than I <laughs> at the moment. Uh, he's a really, really amazing coder. Yeah. And, uh, he, he's sort of blown up over the past, I suppose, month or two uh, went from basically nothing to like over 5,000 followers. It was really crazy. And uh, he deserves every bit of it. Yeah. He no started this, this project because he is so into finance mm -hmm. and he just wanted to, you know, work with some people, collaborate, basically the same uh, reason that I want to work on this project. And uh, we both believe it'll be a really great opportunity and should be a lot of fun. Um, so we just amazing. kind of, we, we just kind of knew each other and he invited me on. I'd actually, um, I thought he had started an internship. So I private messaged him uh, about mm -hmm. his internship. And over the course of that conversation, he said, would you like to sort of be um, an intern for, uh, to develop stock rock essentially. Mm -hmm. And I, w I don't know if you could call it an internship because it's so informal. I mean, it's just a project we're both working on. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that's, that's basically how that happened. Um, so if there was a tip that I could give to your audience, it would be just network. I mean, you've got to get out there and know people. Yeah. Uh, that's how you're going to get all of your opportunities.
That sounds amazing. You, you, you've spoken like someone with two decades of experience there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm also really into self-improvement. So if, if uh, I seem ahead of my years, that's probably why there's a lot of amazing people who do hand down those decades of advice. Yep. And um, I think it's really important for you, uh, anyone to be into self-improvement and just trying to learn something new every day and improve themselves at least 1% every day. That's sort of my philosophy of, about life. That's absolutely right. I mean, as, as a teacher myself, um, you know, even though my designation might be teacher, the, the one thing that I look forward to doing every day is learning something new, right? Oh, and absolutely. That, that happens just by, by being around children, being around people. Um, and, you know, you're never short of people who, who know more than you or who know something else. And so you just got to keep an open mind and, and keep taking it all in. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Awesome, Darren. Um, just a couple of questions before we wrap up. Um, it's been really, really interesting to hear of your journey. Um, one thing I'm very, very curious about is what are you thinking of in terms of the near to immediate future uh, in terms of your formal education? Um, you know, you, you seem like you've already found your passion. You know what you want to do. Um, you're already getting projects. So, you know, what are your thoughts going forward in terms of college and university and things like that? Um, so I personally um, don't believe that if you really want to uh, learn how to code, you don't, you don't really need to go to college. You can learn to code on your own. That's just me because I've always been self-taught. Um, I'm sure some people actually learn better with structure. And if that's the case, then you might want to go to college. Um, because some people have been in public school or whatever like that for most of their life. And so they really don't know how to, uh, they don't know how to learn on their own. And what college will do is it will teach you how to learn on your own because a big part of college is your homework. Like you'll actually be in class a lot less than where you were in high school or other grades you'll actually be doing a lot more homework and learning on your own from everything that I've heard. I'm obviously not, not been through college, but mm -hmm. that's just what I've heard. Yeah. Um, so my next steps personally, um, I'm looking at some boot camps at the moment. I believe that's a, that boot camps are a really good opportunity for self-taught programmers because it's sort of a fast track to land your first job. Mm -hmm. You'll get mentors. You'll be able to network with people even more. Um, and you'll know that you know enough to land your first job because that's what boot camps are all about. Uh, so the, the boot camp I'm looking at currently is Udacity. Mm -hmm. They have uh, what are called nano degrees, if in case anybody's not familiar 
And these nano degrees don't necessarily carry a lot of weight in themselves, but you will get um, in one specific package they have, they have um, career sort of mentoring and things like that. You'll get sort of a career coach and it would just basically be about a six month program on average. Um, it does cost some money. I think it's about $2,000 or so. But when you look at that compared to the cost of a college tuition, <laughs> yep. it kind of pales in comparison. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's yep. what I'm looking at. And I just got a job actually with my dad and he does carpentry work. So during the day, I haven't had as much time as I normally do. Mm -hmm. I've been working most of the day with him. Yeah. So that's what will give me the income to take that boot camp course, basically. And once I finish that, I'm sure that I'll have the resources to land my first job. That sounds, that sounds like a solid plan. I think, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to, to hear about your experience um, of the nano degree, actually, because, um, I mean, I also have over the years taken plenty of courses online, um, and I did consider one of the nano degrees at one stage. Uh, this was about four or five years ago. Uh, but I didn't actually go through with it. Uh, probably not four or five. I think it was closer to a couple of years ago. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be good to to touch base and see how you're getting along with that. Yes, that sounds really amazing. Uh, all right, Darren, I've got one final question, and that's something a lot of our listeners will really really value. Um, and it's an open question, very open ended. Um, what would you tell our listeners? So I'm sure we have a lot of parents listening to this. We'll have a lot of children listening to this. I mean, people your age, essentially. Uh, what advice would you give them? Um, and what would you like to tell them? Um, so I would just say prioritize learning. I mean, learning is really everything. Learn how to uh, establish good habits for yourself learn how to you know get things done how to be a productive person um just sort of get addicted to seeing yourself improve because that that feeling of self-improvement is just i mean it's the best to me anyways <laughs> yeah um, i mean really that's that's all there is to it if you're just trying to improve yourself one percent daily you know you're going to be able to reach your goals that's just the way it is uh, because you know it after a while you know only after 100 days you've improved yourself 100 percent yeah so it's it's pretty pretty simple and that just compounds over time um so it, specifically to coding related to coding you really just have to get out there, talk with people. You don't have to do it in person necessarily. I've actually met very few coders in person. Uh, and now that's primarily because of the coronavirus currently. Uh, but, you know, you can get on Twitter, you can get on Reddit, you can get on so many different social platforms and, and just talk with people and get to know people, become a part of the community 
And once you're a part of that community, you're going to get a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities. That's fantastic advice. I think not only for children who are looking to get into it, but also for someone who's probably been in the workforce for a while. Uh, I think, you know, networking has never been easier with all of the social networks that we have around. And you've just got to make up your mind to, to use them in a manner that, that helps you. Um, so yeah, you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there. I was just saying that that's probably more for a slightly older audience. You know, I would say, you know, 14, 13, your teenage years, you could, you could, you know, focus more on the networking, but if you're younger, you might want to just focus on learning to code and getting that sort of established. Yeah. You know, obviously that you should, you should know how to code before anything else, but yeah. you know, there's tons of courses online tons of i mean just just do a search how to learn how to uh, code in javascript how to you know learn python i mean you just google it it's right there that's the amazing thing about the internet yeah um, so if if you are younger you could do that um, a good place to start as you said is is scratch on code.org that sort of allows you to code visually and make your own games things like that um if if you're wondering about a good first language to learn, JavaScript is what everybody's doing, and that's sort of for a reason. It is it is a really good language um, to learn first. You can learn that. Yep. I'd also recommend Java. Java is also another good language to learn. Uh, and once you learn the fundamental concepts, you can apply that to just about any other language. Um, you know and you could become what they call a polygot, which is a person who knows multiple languages. And it really doesn't take much effort after the first language. The first language is always the hardest. So yep. if anybody's struggling learning their first language, just know that once they learn that, all the other languages will be pretty easy to learn. Absolutely, that, that is that's very encouraging to hear, um, especially, you know, following you and a few other people on Twitter, um, obviously people at different stages of their journey. And, you know, it does get hard at times, but the key is to just stick at it and, and keep getting over every little obstacle, every little bug. And that's, yeah. that's, that's essentially how you improve. Yeah. Um, if there was, if there was one thing that I would say to anyone who's struggling, it's you only fail if you give up and that's that's just fact of life if you keep trying eventually you'll find an opportunity you'll find a a window that you can get through and you'll be able to succeed just never give up that is true my friend just keep at it keep at it <laughs> i really like that um all right darren i think i've had a lot of fun talking to you it's been uh, really, really interesting to, to get into your mind for a little bit and to hear about your journey. And I'm sure yeah. our listeners will also get a lot of value out of this chat. So thank you for coming on. You're welcome. I, I enjoyed it. That's, that's I'm great. still figuring a lot of things out myself. So <laughs> if, if any of that seemed confusing, then that's what it is. But 
Trust it's me. It's okay to be people, figuring things out. Everybody is. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. People of any age are still figuring things out. That's, that, that's what happens when, when you're trying to get better, right? Every, every, new, every new level of the game you're on is different to the previous level. So it's... Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's perfectly okay. All right, Darren, it's been lovely having you on the show. I uh, definitely look forward to seeing how you get along. I'll be following you on Twitter. And um, yeah, thanks so much for coming yeah. on. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll be following Tinkerbola as well um, and seeing the cool stuff they're up to. Um, hopefully this, this podcast can impact some people and, and help some kids out to learn to code or maybe inspire them to start coding if they haven't already. Um, so yeah, I'm absolutely certain it will. Right, that's all we have for you this episode. We really do hope that you enjoyed it. If you want to learn more about Darren, he is at darrenfinch.com. He's got his own website, so do go look him up. Get in touch with him on Twitter. And to find out more about what we do at Tinkabola, our website is www.tinkabola.com. Stay safe, folks. Until the next time.